Hello and welcome to the Sacred City Life Podcast. This is your host, Pastor Justin Dean. And this podcast is all about helping you follow Jesus in the everyday normal rhythms of life. And today I've got two gentlemen on the podcast with me. Kevin Kinor, Biblical Counselor. Joel Bickford, Deacon of Worship. All right. And this is basically these last two podcasts have basically been riffing off the top of our head because we were planning on meeting with the ladies and my wife got sick. And so... Mm. We didn't want to leave you guys empty-handed this week, and so we wanted to provide something for you. And Kevin asked me a question, and it's something I've been thinking about, and we've talked a little bit about this on the podcast, and I plan on talking about it more, but there's these words that are kind of thrown around in our culture, and they're just it's just called like culture warrior mm-hmm. or culture warring or something like that. Mm-hmm. And... The idea is, let me riff off of uh, Aaron Wren's taxonomy. He basically said that Christianity has went through three big phases mm-hmm. in, let's just, we could say Christendom, or we'll get more specific and say in the United States. He calls them positive, neutral, and negative worlds. Right. In the positive world, Christianity was seen as a positive good. Everyone knew we wanted a Christian nation. Mm-hmm. We wanted Christian rulers. We wanted Christian homes. We wanted Christian churches. Even people that didn't necessarily go to church, they still grew up in this positive world. Benjamin Franklin is a great example. I just read his autobiography, raised in a Christian home, mm-hmm. went to church. As he became an older man, didn't really go to church very often. And yet he was deeply formed by the Christian faith. The majority of his morals were rooted in the Christian faith, his political philosophy, his work ethic. It was all rooted in the, in the Christian faith. And, and yet he was free to, to not practice it if he didn't want it. But he, mm-hmm. even if you, if you asked him, do you want our country to be full of Christians? He would say, absolutely, yes. Mm-hmm. You know, because of obviously their work ethic, their, uh, their moral code, yep. they're good people, they're industrious. This is the type of people that you want in your society, Right. Now, that lasted, and it's arguable how long that lasted. Mm. But when I grew up, when I, you know, so when I was a kid, we were moving into that, we were definitely in in that neutral world, but still in, you know, middle America here in Iowa, church was still seen as a good thing. Mm -hmm. Christianity was still seen as a good thing. Our politicians, if they wanted to get elected, they had to appeal to quote-unquote, evangelical voters or Christian voters in order to get elected. And so the whole idea is evangelism, it becomes easier in one sense in in a positive world, but it becomes more difficult to discern who actually Mm -hmm. is a Christian. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Right? So you've got moral people, you've got Christian-ish people, you've got people that have Christian, some Christian worldviews, well, maybe they don't go to church. Maybe they're not even con- converted, right? Yeah. So it becomes harder to discern if they're actually Christians or not. And, but evangelism becomes e- easier in one sense because, hey, you want to go to church? Uh, yeah, maybe I'll go to church, you know. Um, but they didn't see it as something radical or something negative. And then yeah. you get this neutral world. And in the neutral world, church is just kind of, it, well, Christianity is viewed in a just neutral way. Mm-hmm. Give it or take it. Nobody really needs it. If that's good for you, cool. Uh, I won't bother you. You don't bother me. And this base, this idea 
kind of it's based out of secularism and the idea that we all know what good human beings look like. We all have a shared moral conduct. Mm -hmm. um, and then we, if you would ask, you know, seculars, well, where? Where does it come from? You know, they couldn't really point to it, but we all know murder's mm -hmm. bad and this is bad. And, and, it, and Christianity is just kind of this, it just viewed in a, in a, in a neutral way. Well, mm -hmm. the evangelist, e evangelistic strategy during the neutral world kind of split into two. You, you, you had what was called the religious right, <clears throat> and this was a political movement uh, called the Moral Majority, mm. and they were kind of labeled culture warriors. So they were the people that wanted to take back the government for Jesus Christ and take back the schools and take, you know, basically take back it. They knew where we came from. They knew the heritage that had been lost and the secularism that had, had kind of uh, rushed in with in the, in the educational system, yeah. political system, business, all these different things. <clears throat> and they wanted to take back everything for Christ. Right. Right. Well, they were labeled culture warriors. Okay. <clears throat> well, then you had this subset of evangelicals who maybe were raised in that environment and were kind of ashamed of it. Like, you know, the hardliner parents or the super conservative parents or the ones that wouldn't let you watch TV or you couldn't wear these clothes or you couldn't do this, couldn't listen to this music. Couldn't and they kind of kept the faith of their parents, but they didn't like that warrior spirit. They didn't like that us versus them. Everything's either the devil or, you know, they didn't like that. And so <clears throat> what they did is they kind of created a evangelistic strategy that was meant to appeal, I'm just going to say to the easygoing. And now the way I would say it now is like, it's a boomer mentality. Mm -hmm. you, you, you epitomize this with uh, Rick Warren out at Saddleback Church in California. He, he, everything becomes casual. Mm -hmm. The music becomes, you know, whatever kind of mu contemporary music. You get rid of all the liturgy. Things get kind of dumbed down, and you're trying to just preach a feel-good message for pretty good people. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> that's that's the message, yeah. and it's it's really consumerism. Yep, it's giving people what they want. They want to just feel a little better on Sunday mornings, so just give them what they want. Sermons targeted to their felt needs: how mm -hmm. to raise good kids, mm -hmm. how to work hard, how to be a good parent how to deal with anxiety, whatever. <clears throat> it's just stuff like that. And then you've got the guy, Bill Hybels up in Chicago who basically just starts, he's a business guy, and he basically starts sending out surveys and does market research to figure out what people want. Yeah. So in the neutral world, people saw church as not vitally important. They saw faith as not vitally important. They didn't understand the foundations of their morals, foundations of political thought, foundations of a good society as being strictly Christian, yep. they forgot their inheritance, let's say. Mm -hmm. They forgot the foundation they were standing upon. And now, <clears throat> in, this, in this neutral world, you've got these, this religious right that are kind of fighters, mm -hmm. and you've got this other group of, we would call them ev evangelicals, that are just trying to trying to get the people back. They're trying, okay, these, new, these people in the neutral world, <clears throat> at, the end of, at the end of the positive world, 
in the beginning of the neutral world, all these people are not going to church anymore. How do we get these people back? Yeah. And they looked at the religious right and the fighters, and they didn't like that. And so they started basically sending out surveys. What would get you guys back to church? Sure. Casual dress, you know, more targeted sermons, <clears throat> shorter, shorter service times, more mm. stuff for my kids. And that's what they began to do. And so you started having crazy kids ministries and, you know, with slides that, you know, your kids are like, oh my gosh, it's so fun. I want to go back. Huge youth ministries that were really exciting. Lighting, smoke, interesting illustrations on stage. And basically it was just, it was targeting uh, people's felt needs. Yeah. Okay. Sure. But here's, here's what, what that was doing. That was basically appealing to immature people spiritually immature people and offering them what they wanted to come to come back to church. Sure. Yep. And in one sense it worked. They, they came back to church in droves, but there was a interesting study that's been done 15 or so years ago called the reveal study that said once you, they did a whole, a, a company did a whole survey and study of Bill Hybels church in Chicago and saw, and it revealed that they weren't reading their Bibles. They right. didn't understand scripture. They weren't making disciples. In effect, they weren't, they didn't have Christian homes. Yeah. Their children weren't coming back to faith. I mean, that's one of like the terrible realities of that boomer generation is they, they weren't investing in their homes and their kids, their kids were leaving the faith in droves. Yeah. Okay. It was like a depositing of religious goods and services without the necessary um, buy-in of disciple, right, true discipleship. Yeah. Yeah. It was kind of a veneer of Christianity. Yeah. It wasn't Christianity all the way down, rooted in the Bible, rooted in historic creeds and confessionalism, and and the long history of the the Christian faith and how to make disciples and how to disciple your kids and yeah. how to be a good husband. It had a veneer of Christianity. Yeah. And it, it, it just, I was just going to say, it, it doesn't work, it didn't work. Yeah. yeah. Okay? Okay. And then we're in, Ren says, now we're in the negative world, where Christianity, by the larger culture, is viewed in a negative light. It, we're bigots, it, um, sp specifically in the realm of sexuality, and we limit human, human freedom, uh, we limit human, you know, sexual expression, and and now we're we're viewed negative, <clears throat> and 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 now it seems like we still have those two splits of what and, and the religious right were also called the fundamentalists. Sure, that that was like the you know scare scare label that you gave everybody. <laughs> and today it seems like we've kind of got the same thing going on with. We've got those on uh, those kind of going hard on the right and wanting to be Christian all the way down and wanting to just speak truth plainly and just teach the Bible and disciple our kids. And you, you, if you do those things, you're going to be labeled a fundamentalist. You're going to be labeled right-wing, whatever, extremist. Far right now. Far right, MAGA right, or whatever, far MAGA extremist, <laughs> right. something, I don't Writer, know. just yeah. put all those descriptors together right. in one, yeah. Basically. But one, but one thing yeah. is like, you're a fighter. 
-hmm. you're you're a cultural war warrior mm -hmm. and then there's this group that's kind of taking a similar approach that Rick Warren and Bill Hybels took and they want to be whimsical mm -hmm. they want to be um, what what's the big word what's the buzzword that they want it's kind of like Tim Keller, winsome, winsome. That's mm. the word I'm looking. They yeah. they want to be winsome, and and win, all winsome is, is replaying the playbook that Bill Hybels and Rick Warren did to yeah. a neutral world. Now yeah. you're trying to replay it here in our world, and basically what you're doing is, I am I am going to try to appeal to liberal progressives. Mm. I'm not I'm going to try not I'm going to try to say thing and say things in the safest way to not offend them. I'm not worried about those on my right. I'm not worried about offending those on my right. I'm only worried about offending those on my left. Okay? And what you what you create is confusion in your church. What you create is confusion around clear biblical principles. You know, liberal progressives can't even tell you what a man or a woman is. Right. They can't tell you you know, when, when does life begin? They, I mean, it, it's, and it's a recipe for failure. It's, it's not going to produce godly results. But the thought that I've had on this whole idea of, you know, being a cultural warrior is who started it? Hmm. Yeah, that's, that's, that's my question. Like, like who, who started the that's war? That's a great question. Because as you're talking, I'm thinking, I'm, I'm 35. My parents are boomers. I'm millennial. So everything you just described, I feel like I've experienced each of, the, each of those things now. So growing up in a Christian home, like, I've only, I mean, God's done amazing work. But for the most part, I feel like I've stayed the same. We're conservative. We go to church, you know, and, and God does work. The more, the more I pursue God and the more truth that I pursue in my life, and so therefore the more, in a sense, like normal I feel, <laughs> the world gets crazier and crazier, and then it makes me look crazy. Mm -hmm. makes me look like a crazy person. So even in a neutral world, you're like, even then I felt it. I felt like, well, it seems like I'm just, yeah. So I don't know if, if any of that makes sense. As you're talking, I'm just thinking, why is it the more that I just pursue what I think is this orthodox Protestant biblical life, I feel I feel like <laughs> I'm crazy, you know? Mm -hmm. well, maybe that plays to what you're saying. But, um, yeah, well, that's the reality. Um, you know, when you're surrounded by crazy people, yeah. the one sane person yeah. looks crazy. So when you're saying, like, who started it, I'm like, well, <laughs> I'm... You know, I'm over here trying to just believe in reality. Right. So that's the whole principle. And one of the plays in liberalism or progressivism or the left, however you want to say all these different things, is it's always a war on words first mm. or a war with words first. And so mm. when our country had a very clear... Christian founding, a very clear Christian morality, um, a Christian definition of the family, of male and female, of the goods of society. 
who started throwing punches first, right? Who started throwing punches first? It wasn't the Christians trying to start fights, mm -hmm. right? It was the liberal, what we would call them now, because all these labels change, but we right. would call them now people who wanted to deconstruct mm -hmm. what our founders mm -hmm. had constructed. They wanted to, with feminism, they wanted to deconstruct the patriarchy. They wanted to deconstruct the natural family, right? And so how, how am I going to do that? Well, there's, lo there's lots of ways that, 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 that you can do that. First off, you, want to, you have to destroy the home. Mm -hmm. And one of the ways they wanted to destroy the home was to get the women out of the home. And they label that as freedom. Mm -hmm. Oh, you, you can be free from the home and you can go into the workplace and you can go into college and you can do all these different things and you can do everything that a man can do. And that begins to destabilize the family. You don't have, you know, a mom at home with her kids. More than likely dad's out in the workforce, mom's out in the workforce. Who's raising the kids, you know? Uh, these kids were called latchkey kids. They, they just come home from school. You know, they're at school for eight hours a day. Um, which, you know, 150 years ago, they'd be getting a decent Christian education in these schools. They're going to mm -hmm. be taught the Bible. They're going to be praying, yeah. these things. And then that began to be deconstructed. They get the Bible out of schools. Now it's a, a complete secular education meant to serve the social end of a new America. It, we don't want a religious America anymore. We want a secular America. Mm -hmm. Okay, so every type of education, so there is no, there is no split between facts and values. Mm -hmm. Every education is value laden. Mm -hmm. Values do not come from facts. You can't get any values from facts. You get values from God. Mm -hmm. God says, this is good, that's bad. Mm -hmm. Or if you have a different worldview, you could say, well, we come up with those. Well, the problem with we come up with those is everybody can come up with their own, right? right? But if you want a shared society, yeah. you've got to have shared values. Yeah. So what happened in the educational system is they started putting progressive secular values into the educational system. Right. So now it is a value that women get to work, that women should work, mm -hmm. that women should work outside the home, that they can do everything a man can do, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's a value that you can kill your, kill your baby if you get an unwanted pregnancy. Yeah. It's a value that you can get a divorce whenever you want without any real grounds, no, you know, no fault divorce. And so all, here's what I want, what I'm saying. All of these were punches thrown by the secularists. Mm -hmm. They started fighting against Christian America. Sure. Okay. And then it, it moves on. And now the punches have begun, you know, they've been raining down punch after punch after punch. And anytime a Christian tries to fight back and stop this from happening, we're labeled cultural warriors. Yeah. Okay. So now we're at the point with obviously the sexual revolution was shoved down our throats, right? The, you know, putting, but the sexual revolution, obviously it's not complete. It's still, you mm -hmm. know, you know, running laps around right. us right now and, and wreaking havoc, havoc on us. But, started te teaching crazy sexual ethics in schools, homosexuality in schools. Homos homosexuality is now deemed a good thing for society, even though it is, it is clearly a marker 
of a society in decline, a society that's about to be destroyed. Um, obviously, homosexual people can't even have children. Right. And a society is built upon human beings procreating and then providing for the weak and the, you know, the older ones that can't work anymore and the younger ones and the nuclear home, or let's just say the household is the foundation for any good society. So homosexual relationships destroy that. Culture, art, the arts, music have been punching hard for 30, 40 years, yep. trying to destroy the Christian roots, mm -hmm. get us into all kind of sexuality, all kind of you know crazy, crazy lifestyle. Then you have the Obergefell decision that legalizes same-sex marriage. And now we've got the trans stuff. They're, they're, they're literally trying to trans children. My, my whole point is, if you are uncomfortable being called a culture warrior, I think you're actually uncomfortable being called a Christian. Mm. And I think that's the difference between the whimsical nuance, um, mm -hmm. what was the other word? Winsome. Winsome. Did mm. I say that? No, I don't. No, no whimsical. I like, I the like winsome. whimsical because that, that, that's how they present it in a very yeah. whimsical way. Yeah. Yeah. The winsome crowd, the, rins, the winsome crowd wants you to take another punch to the face and do nothing about it. Right. That, that's what they want. Mm -hmm. And the cultural warriors are the ones that are saying, I'm tired of being punched and I think it's time to punch back mm -hmm. and actually fight for my family, mm -hmm. fight for my church, fight for my city, fight for my, fight for what I believe. Yeah. Right now, are we talking about literally throwing punches? No, we're not. We're talking about arguments. Mm -hmm. Right. We're talking about tweets. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We're we're talking about trying to get policies put in place. We're talking about legislation. We're talking about politics, but we're going to be labeled culture warriors. Mm -hmm. But. Any man that opens the front door and somebody punches him in the face and tries to run over him and steal from his home and maybe do something terrible to his family, are you going to be winsome in that moment? Right. Nope. Are you going to be whimsical in that moment? Are you going to be try to be a middle of the ground and, hey, this guy need, just needs the gospel and I just need to listen to his, his, his concerns and I need to, or are you going to fight back? Mm -hmm. And that's what that's what we're talking about. Yeah. You're a, a real Christian man is going to fight back, mm -hmm. and that's what we need to be doing in every sphere of life. Yeah. We need to be fighting back. We need to be going to the school board meetings. We need to be, you know, putting what we believe on Facebook. Mm -hmm. If you get banned for it, then you got banned mm -hmm. for it. But at least you're putting it out there. You need to be sharing the truth with your neighbor. Right. Um, the other thing the whimsical crowd does that bothers me is they reduce love to a feeling and not an action. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The scriptures tell us very clearly what love is and what love does. And love never rejoices in wrongdoing. Love rejoices in the truth. And you cannot separate love and truth. Anyone who's trying to bifurcate those into two separate things is someone who is not operating with a biblical framework and they actually have evil, ungodly motives mm -hmm. to, to separate those two things. And one of the things that this crew, this crowd has done is what I, I think many Christians have been deceived. They want to be 
a good witness. They want to share their faith in a way that their neighbors would find appealing. Those are all good things. But something subtle seems to have happened where Christians are more concerned about the world loving them than they are about loving the world. Mm-hmm. When Jesus says that we're to love our enemies, that's actually a really interesting statement because that, number one, it means that you need to know who your enemies are. Mm-hmm. That means Jesus says there are enemies and there are friends. Mm-hmm. Do you know who our enemies are? Mm-hmm. Right? And yet to love your enemies, you actually have to know that they're, they they're my enemies. And now I ha- what do I have to do with my enemy? I need to love them. That's just not a, an emotional connection. I need to speak the truth to them. Mm-hmm. Right? So I can't mm-hmm. divorce truth from love. But if I'm, here, here's an example. If, if, you know, your cousin comes to you and says, I, I, you know, I think I'm gay. The whimsical crowd wants you to just, oh, I love you. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I'm not judgmental. Oh, I'm, I'm not a fundamentalist. Oh, Jesus came for you too. And, and all of those things. And they, they don't want you to say, I love you. And that's a sin. Mm-hmm. And that's wrong. Yeah and that could send you to hell, mm-hmm. and that's not how God made you. Yeah. You might feel that way. Our sin has affected all of us, and so it, you know we get all kind of confusion, but that's not true about you. Yeah. So when it comes to issues like, would I ever attend a homosexual wedding? If, if a Christian says yes, then they've been infected by the spirit of the age mm-hmm. for any reason. Mm. There is no good reason at all to ever attend a Christian, or I mean, a, a homosexual or transgender wedding. Mm-hmm. It's a lie. Yeah. It's not a marriage in the eyes of God, in the eyes of nature. It's not, it's not a marriage. And you would be testifying to a lie. Yeah. But if you feel this pull, oh, I would be judgmental. Oh, I would be one of those Christians, those hardline Christians, those religious right Christians, those, you know, culture warring Christians, then you've already been infected. You've already been infected by the lie. Right. And we are to be people who stand. Martin Luther said it truth at all costs, peace when possible, truth at all costs, peace when possible. And you know, when, well, you're one of those culture warriors who's you're, 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 you're punching. Like find something new, yeah. right? God gave us marriage. What you're doing is not marriage. Mm. So you're trying to destroy what God gave us. You're mm-hmm. the one punching. You're mm-hmm. the one trying to, des- to destroy things. I'm just testifying to the truth of God and to the truth of natural reality yeah. that, that exists out there. Mm-hmm. Right. So to the person who would say the peaceable thing to do in that situation, like if it, is to not say anything. Like, why do you have to express your opinion at all? Mm-hmm. How is that the wrong response? Yeah, that's a great question. I would say that's that's what cowards say. Mm-hmm. That, that's what. Yeah, cowards I'm say. reminded of of how the scripture. I think it's in, maybe it's in First Peter says like you know as as far as it depends upon you, live peaceably with everyone, mm-hmm. and like that is actually an aim of a Christian of the Christian life is to live lives of peace, and godliness. Uh, Sometimes it <laughs> is so that that so far as it depends upon you. Sometimes when people are throwing punches at you, then it's that's no longer dependent upon you. Peace like, happens when they're knocked out. 
Right. Exactly. And so, yeah. And listen, that's not, I'm not promoting violence when I yeah. say that. Okay. When you're in the middle of a war, be at peace with all men. The only way I stop Hitler and his yeah. Nazis mm -hmm. is by defeating them. Right. That's the only way you stop. Who started the war? Mm -hmm. Hitler started the war. Right. Right. So the only way to stop bad men is for good men to confront them and yeah. for there right. to be a conflict. Right. But what the bad men want you to do, the bad men want you to doubt your motives, doubt your reasons, mm -hmm. give you these scriptures to get you to stop fighting. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Because then they can take over easier. Yeah. And back to what you said about how it's it, a lot of this hinges on the control of language and words is... <clears throat> Everything, uh, most, uh, I think most of the examples you've given so far, um, basically you've said embrace, um, you, you, could, you could say like em embrace that there is a God, embrace that he's creator, embrace that he's uh, and created you male and female, and that only male and female should be married, you know, embrace the family, as God says. Like none of these things, <laughs> it's not like there are these outlandish, crazy um like it's the world controlling the language, telling you those are crazy ideas. That's oppressive. That's this, that's that. When it's like, no, like you're just, again, you're standing on truth and that's going to, you know, that punch is, that punch that you're throwing is a rightful one to throw yeah. back. Yeah. You're throwing a punch and I'm countering it. Mm -hmm. That's what's happening here. Yeah. And that's not me wanting to be a warrior. You brought the war to me. Yeah. Right. That's not me instigating something. Right. That's me responding to what you are actually doing. Yep. Right? And it's, I just want us to get that in our frame of mind. Mm -hmm. Right? When a bad man tells you that, here's what I said. Here's what I said. I said, I, I tweeted this a few weeks ago or something. I said, there is new, no neutrality in this world. There is no neutrality in this world. The bad guys tell you there is, so they have one less person to worry about. Mm. Mm. Right? Mm -hmm. Hey, we're not trying to do anything. We're not trying to, don't look over here. We're just about love. We're just about acceptance. We're not, not going to push anything down your throat. We just want an equal playing field. We just want to get our views into the public space. We want to make room for atheists. We want to make room for LGBTQ. We want to make, we're not doing any of that. And then as soon as they get in there, you, you oh, I'm going to be peace. I'm going to be at peace. I'm going to be mm. at peace. As soon as they get in there, they start legislating their morality. Yep. And then they start shoving it down your throat. Yep. They're going to educate your children this way in the schools. Right. Yeah, and so what that is, we've talked about it on, on other podcasts in the past, but functionally, this is spiritual psyops, right? So you asked the question, who started the culture war? I think Joel gave the, the answer for you know the here and now. But ultimately, when I think about in terms of words matter, right? Satan started the culture war, mm -hmm. right? God created a culture. Satan worked against it. If you think in terms of the word cult, you've said before, cultus, right? Meaning worship, is mm -hmm. that correct? Mm -hmm. and, and so the culture war is, is fundamentally a war for worship, right? Are we going to worship the self or are we going to worship Christ? And so, uh, yeah, I, I mean, that's, that's the principle, Right, and so to your point that there's no neutrality, we are we don't fight against flesh and blood, but but against spiritual forces. Yeah, yeah, yep. yep. And if you're in the Middle East, you get this. They're they're raised for conflict. They're mm -hmm. raised because they know if they don't fight the people that are outside their doorstep, their civilization fails to exist. Yeah. They will be a conquered people. Mm -hmm. 
And I want us to, to realize the same is true for us mm -hmm. in America. If we don't, and again, I'm not saying physical violence. Mm -hmm. I'm speaking, we are to take every thought captive and make it obedient to Christ. Yes. We are to show that philosophies and truth claims mm -hmm. and ideologies, they all must bow to Christ because mm -hmm. it's either Christ or chaos, yeah. always. And if you have a peace, uh, a peace mindset or a peace mentality, then you are likely to be conquered, your family's likely to be conquered, your city's likely to be conquered, your church is likely to be conquered, and our civilization is likely to be conquered, mm -hmm. right? And the, Christ wants us to disciple the nations, and you can't disciple without conflict. Right. And so we have to be comfortable being called bigot, being called whatever, crusaders, being called the religious right, being called culture warriors. Yeah. But we, we just got, we just have to realize we didn't start the fight, mm -hmm. right? And they're bringing, they're bringing the battle to us. But if we're not willing to fight for what we believe, then we're going to hand off a worse civilization to our children yeah. and to their kids mm -hmm. than was handed off to us, mm -hmm. yeah. right? So that's, uh, that's just a thought that's been rattling around my head for a little bit. So I'm glad I can get it out in the <laughs> podcast sphere. Mm -hmm. If you guys have any thoughts or questions or comments or concerns, you can email me at justindean at sacredcitychurch.com. Uh, we love you guys. We're praying for you. God bless. Thank you.